أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نواية الأربعين نواية الاعتكاف نواية الخلوة نواية العزلة نواية الرياضة نواية السلوك لله تعالى العظيم في هذا المجد أطيع الله وأطيع الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم in a time that everything wants everything for himself or herself yeah. we are trying to eat each other and is like what some said الدنيا جيفة وطلابها كلاب دنيا is like a dead carcass and people are like wild animals that want to take who can get first first bite and second bite and not to leave to anyone anything a uh, oh, human being you are tanhashun scavenging huh scavenging something that is going to disappear so what's the benefit if you were scavenging something that's going to be everlasting alhamdulillah that's good try to do that but scavenging something that today is here tomorrow is not here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to the, this whole as Prophet وسلم, mentioned and, and Holy Quran mentioned also that this dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy it completely and Allah will bring another clean one for day of judgment don't think that it is going to be the same Allah created dunya and human being they did bloodshed Allah will not descend to judge his servant in a dirty place this dunya became dirty now with the sin of human beings so what is our obligation is as it is said that Prophet said al-jihadu jihadain in, in, in the meaning of the hadith 
Jihad is, is two different jihad. And from two scholars counted 14 different jihad. First one is is jihad al-nafs. To struggle against yourself. It is not jihad with weapons first, weapons later. Jihad al-nafs is first, al-jihad al-jihadan, jihadan. Jihad al-nafs wa jihad al-adu. To first against your ego, second against your enemy. The one that first is to, from youngsters, when you are young, Prophet said that teach your children to pray and to fast when they are young. Because man shabba ala shay, shabba alay. Whoever been raised or grown on something, that thing will stay with him. Even his hair becomes white, it will stay with him. Cannot change it. That's why he ordered Muslims to raise their children on Mahabbatul Islam, Mahabbatul Quran, Mahabbatul Salah, Mahabbatul Siyam, to raise them on the love of Islam, love of Holy Quran, love on fasting, love of on praying. Because when you raise yourself from childhood on that, you are struggling from childhood against desires like a child you see sometimes children they hold their parents from their clothes and they're crying, they're crying, they're crying, they want something Grand Sheikh said, may Allah bless his soul don't give it to them Because leave them to cry even one hour, two hours. They are not going to die, don't worry. <laughs> you will raise them on discipline. Because when, you, when they cry and you give them, you are spoiling them. Means next time they will cry to give them and if they, you don't give them they keep crying to give them also the, the nafs and nafsul bashariya human self huh? is like a child crying until it gets what it wants And when it gets what it wants, it's satisfied. So as much as it is, dunya is satisfying it, 
it's raised on hubbud dunya it's raised on love of dunya but as much as you don't give it that what the what the nafs is asking then you are struggling and it's not easy like a child when nafsu qatfli ha تهمله شب على شيء حب الرضاعة ما شاء الله don't let him to love because when you raise him the child he likes to breast feed Then you, when you want to let him not to breast any more, to breastfeed, you have to stop him. So some people what they do, they put some chili or they put something sour, so the child stop drinking that milk. If you put something sweet, still he wants to drink. But when you put something not sour, Slowly, slowly, you stop him, isn't it? And some people, they don't put anything. They prevent him from getting milk until he stops. <coughs> so, do the same thing for yourself. Don't let it, like a horse, when you leave the bridle, it goes fast. Nothing can stop it. Don't let your ego to go fast. So that is the biggest jihad that will take you to drop dunya from your eyes and to go try to bite and eat what is going to be everlasting. Awliyaullah, they, they had the power to do that. Because they were being raised to not to give their ego what, they, what it wants. We are raised to give our ego what it wants. And that's why we are falling into problems because we are not trying to hold dunya from being affecting us but we are running after dunya like we are running like 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 a slave for that dunya Four enemies we have Nafs, Dunya, Hawa and Shaitan And Nafs first is your first enemy Second enemy is Dunya Third enemy is Desires Fourth enemy is Shaitan All of them are after you at any moment in your life So be careful
if you repent from all different sins and mistakes and leave all the bad desires you are biting without feeling and eating without feeling only Allah and his Prophet knows that they are preparing you for Akhirah everlasting but if you want to keep on what you have been raised on then you are preparing yourself to lose your Akhirah may Allah protect us <laughs> Prophet Sallallahu said لا يكمل المؤمن إيمانه لا يكمل المؤمن إيمانه حتى يريد لأخيه المسلم ما يريده لنفسه بخاري You cannot perfect You are unable to perfect your iman until and or unless what you want for yourself you want for your Muslim brother. So finish, don't argue. Don't say this is, I can do this, I cannot do that. If you want your Iman to be perfect, whatever you like for yourself, you must like for your brother. Anything. You share with them, you help them. And subhanAllah, you see many communities, different race, race, races, different races, they help each other. Muslim, they don't. Huh? Muslim, they fight each other. And they are very jealous from each other why and that story will tell why one time unbelievers they are believers in their, in their religion but unbeliever in Islam came to Prophet Subhanallah, unbelievers seeing Prophet and we are not seeing Prophet. Can can you can imagine someone who is not believing is unbeliever he is unbeliever but had the opportunity of seeing Prophet. Do you think I cannot go beyond that? It will then, be, <laughs> then internet will kill us. Do you think someone coming to presence of Prophet, even unbeliever, will go empty? That look from his eye 
from Prophet I to them is enough to give them something that to guide them later. <coughs> How much Awliyaullah crying for one Nazra, one look, one gaze to Prophet Sayyidina Ahmad al-Rufa'i al-Kabir what he used to say Ruhi kuntu ursiruha tukabbilu al-arda wa hiya naibati O ya Rasulullah before this is in front of Prophet's grave holy grave I used to send my soul from Egypt he went to visit Prophet and he was saying this poetry I used to send my soul Ya Muhammad Ya Sayyid Ya Rasulullah to you to kiss your tre threshold to, to threshold I used to send my soul كنت روحي أرسلها I used to send my soul تقبل الأرض to kiss the threshold وهي نائبتي and it represents me it is on my behalf I am sending my soul how he can send his soul on his behalf means his soul was free was able to go out of his body and send that soul to to kiss your threshold and on my behalf here ya rasulallah the kingdom of ghosts of spirit that kingdom now is coming in front of you means I am coming now physically in front of you extend your hand your right hand for my lips to kiss and be lucky Before he was sending his soul to the presence of Prophet When he reached, when he was able to build that level, he was given permission to come physically as he clean now. He is clean now. To, in the presence of Prophet Anyone going for visiting Prophet is an indication that that person is clean <coughs> that's why going there without doing go, visiting Medina is disrespectful you means you have no luck to see Prophet the whole intention of Hajj is to see Prophet Unfortunately, we're lacking that. So, 
unbelievers, they were lucky. And the people who were living in the time of Prophet were lucky to see Prophet. That Ahmad al-Rufail Kabir was crying, he said, Ya Sayyidi Ya Rasulullah, I used to send my son, now I am coming after getting real permission to visit you. By permission, Awliya Allah, they move. Not by their own desires. When permission comes, go. He didn't want to go at the beginning because he feel himself is not yet up to the level of being in front of Prophet When he went, those who were living at that time, it's a history, it's an historical story. They saw the hand of Prophet white hand coming out of the grave and Sayyidina Ahmad al-Rufa'il Kabir kissing it. He was, he, Allah favored him, Allah rewarded him to kiss the hand of Prophet Grand Sheikh, may Allah bless his soul, and who want to complain, complain, reject, reject. Uh, he said that time of Mahdi alayhi salam, before Mahdi alayhi salam appear, 300 of my real followers that they reach level of uh, a level that they have to be rewarded for 300 will be accompanying Sayyidina Yunus Sistani another a wali that he is like Sayyidina uh, inheriting from Sayyidina Yunus before they will on his invitation 300 will come to kiss the hand of Prophet the hand will be extended from the grave, white hand 300 of them are going to kiss it and he said this is from my students from my followers has been granted that reward may Allah make us from them so it is not that's why I'm saying those who saw Prophet Sahaba became Sahaba because they were believing in Prophet and they were lucky to see Prophet the others who are not Muslim still they saw Prophet what guidance they will get Allah knows we don't know but Unbelievers now go to the story, came to Prophet and they said, we have questions. And one of the main questions that we have is that we are noticing that when Muslim they pray, In their prayers, all different thoughts of dunya comes to their minds. 
all kind of dirty, dirty gossips and dunya gossips comes to their mind in the prayers. Outside the prayers, they are all okay. Huh? In the prayer, all the sceneries, all images, what they have done before, what they are doing today, and what they are going to do in the future, comes quickly in the prayers. And they can, can as Imam is praying and they are behind, Imam and them, all of them, are losing their what? Distracted from their prayers. That's why they don't know how many pray, uh, rakat they prayed. Two, three, four, five. Some of them they might pray ten rakat and they think it's two. <laughs> But as when we pray, they said, we are so devoted that nothing of dunya comes to our minds. Why, why is that? Means our religion better than your religion. Our religion keeps us focused. Your religion keeps them unfocused, distracted. He said, Ya Abu Bakr, as Grand Sheikh said say the story, you answer that. Because Prophet Sallallahu Allah perfected my words, my behavior, my character. He's a role model. He didn't want to give them the answer because it has to be a rude answer. He said, Ya Abu Bakr, you answer. He said to the highest one, I want to ask you a question that will direct you to an answer to what you have asked me. If a thief is coming to steal, a palace and enter does he steal the palace first or he steal the shack first or the stable of the palace what happened <laughs> so he goes first to the shack where rednecks are always there <laughs> They don't like to live in Paris, they like to be always in shacks. Yeah. Or they receive run to the palace. There is what is important. Check there is nothing. There is tools, there is nothing. Dirty tools even, they don't clean it. It might be a shack, a restroom even. So you're going to go to the restroom to steal something there? 
Ego still whatever you like. No, they want to go to what is valuable. Our heart, oh chief of the unbelievers, our hearts are valuable. No, we cannot evaluate the precious preciousness, the value of the precious heart that Allah gave to us. No one can evaluate that. It's above any, any description when an iman enter there. So, in order to steal, you steal that precious one, not the shak. So, shaitan, when he comes, he says, already they are in the shak, why I have to bother with these people? <laughs> Leave them there, let me begin with the ones that they are in the palace. To steal the preciousness of their hearts and take it. That's why they come at first to us. For you they don't need to come, already you are there. How they knew? How they knew that Muslim has bad gossips in their hearts? That's a question. You, you, me, him, we have when we pray some comes in our mind. But you don't know that this happens. You might think, oh, mashallah, he's, he's very righteous, he's praying. No bad gossips. Well, no whisper. Bad whisper. How do they know that they have bad whispers? Who told them? Not Sahaba told them. <laughs> the Sahaba are going to tell them we have bad gossips in our heart. No. How they knew? Allah throw guidance in their heart. That light appear. So when they ask the question, they get rude the answer. Because that is a stamp for them that what they were asking and Sayyidina Abu Bakr answer is the correct answer. That you are already in the darkness. So why Shaitan has to bother with you? You are already there. Because he wants to take the good ones, the valuable ones, to darkness. So already you have done your job by yourself. No need for you to for waste my time. Shaitan is saying with them, leave them. Happy what they have. So they came with that question because Allah threw that question in their heart. He's guiding them to Prophet So, you want your Iman to be perfect? Share your guide, the guidance that Allah gave to you, to everyone. Not share dunya, wealth of dunya. Who cares for wealth of dunya? Share with them wealth of akhirah. Advise them what you have been advised by before. Guide them to the right way. Allah will be happy with you. 
make them to feel to those who are your brothers feel to be happy not to be destroying them with your anger so when you perfect your ego and struggling from childhood against your ego through your parents by not giving you what you want that's why too many children today they say oh can we skip uh, Quran lessons skip your books lesson science lesson and keep Quran for you the parents say yeah yeah okay don't go to Quran school no problem study secular science because secular science is going to make you in the shack very good no problem like the ashes putting it there shaitan will come and say oh this is palace for you this shack go there uh, give your child that what you want better than that they don't want they don't give you their children akhirah if you give your children akhirah don't worry about that their rizq Allah will send from every direction that's why awliyaullah Sayyidina Shah Naqshband was the richest in his time Sahaba they were very rich Sayyidina Abu Bakr rich Sayyidina Umar rich Sayyidina Osman richest Sayyidina Ali rich Abdurrahman bin Auf Umar ibn al-Az, Khalid ibn al-Wali, all of them rich. Except Prophet was putting a stone on his stomach. Allahu Akbar. He is, he is, he, when Uhud came to him and said, Mountain of Uhud, Ya Rasulullah, Allah sending me to you, I can turn myself into gold. Only I want a permission from you and then that gold is for you. He said, we don't need it. A whole mountain. Allah will turn it to Prophet. The mountain of Uhud coming to Prophet saying, and I am under your order. Order me now. It's the whole mountain for you, God. To prepare whatever you want for your uh, message. So no, we don't need that. They came and they broke his his uh, four teeth. And we mentioned two days ago. Allah ordered Jibreel السلام, quickly if one drop comes on the floor, no more food on earth. This whole earth will go in drought. As soon as that teeth were fallen, that cave in the mountain of Uhud, there is one cave there, if you can see it. People go, can, if they focus well, they can see the cave. Where the cave came out of the mountain, took Prophet and put him in the cave. From these enemies which were surrounding Prophet to kill him. The mountain came in, 
The cave came out of the mountain, took Prophet, go back to the mountain. There the mountain said, Ya Rasulullah, immediately it will become gold. No need. And that's why Sahaba didn't see Prophet anymore. Many of them, they were saying that Prophet was killed. But it was not. That cave pulled him. فَأْوُوا إِلَى الْكَهْفِ Allah said فَأْوُوا إِلَى الْكَهْفِ يَنْشُرْ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ وَيُهَيِّئِ لَكُمْ مِنْ عَمْرِكُمْ مِرْفَقَةِ Run to the cave The cave Al-Kahfi Al-Muhammadi The Muhammadan caves Will protect you So struggle against your ego, the other one struggle against your enemy. When your ego is, you struggled and you build your ego on Islamic behavior or discipline from childhood, Allah give you spiritual, that's the meaning, the physical, uh, not jihad, go and kill the people and explode yourself there and bombs here, bomb there, suicide bombing and so on. Now they don't say suicide bombing anymore, they say suicide halal bombing. <laughs> want to make it halal. Allah give you a spiritual weapon, sword, against... Now you can kill your ego, against your ego. Because you are grown up on that, you'll be eligible now, mature enough to have a sword. Heavenly sword, not sword of killing people, killing your ego. May Allah forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this morning. And we asking that Allah send that cave to make us to run to cave of Prophet and to visit Prophet with Sayyidina Yunus al-Sani on the invitation of Grand Sheikh and Maulana Sheikh Biharumat al-Habib, Biharumat al-Fatiha I said Fatiha, you wrote Fatiha? We didn't write, right? So what you wrote? You have to write it, write it all of it. <laughs>